Hi there, this is Wade Kipley, and you are listening to Wednesday with Wade. Now, 2020 is, for the lack of a better word, crazy. Teachers are seeing the craziness firsthand this fall. Every Wednesday, I'm going to dialogue with a teacher about learning, about teaching, leading, living, and growing in a year unlike any other. So, join me and my guest every Wednesday on Wednesday with Wade. Episode three of Wednesday with Wade. Today I am joined by Bailey Franzine. Bailey is a English teacher at Washington High down the hall from me. Bailey, welcome to the show. Appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. So uh, first thing I always ask the guests is kind of what was your journey to teaching? What led you to become a teacher? Who was involved? Um you know, when did you decide you were going to be a teacher, the, the five W's and the H, so just kind of talk about your journey of how you decided teaching was going to be uh, your profession. Yeah, okay, so I think if you probably called up Nate and Michelle, who are my parents, um, and asked them when they thought I was going to be a teacher, I feel like it was pretty early on in life. Um, I used to like... Sorry to interrupt when you say early no. on, what do you mean? Sorry, what was that? So we're talking, uh, this is a virtual conversation, so we're going to have uh, more struggles maybe than uh, the previous two episodes. So you say early on, what, what do you mean early on, five years old, ten years old? Yeah, I mean like I mean like being a kid, I used to set up my stuffed animals and my baby dolls and then I would read to them, or I would teach them, like, two plus two equals four um, <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. And I always, I told my parents I always wanted to be an author. And so I think I knew English was always going to be something in my life. But, of course, I grew up, went to high school, told myself I was either going to be a doctor or a nurse because I was going to rebel against the English side of things. Got to college was in two chemistry classes um, and then was like, <laughs> peace out, <laughs> not going to do that. Yeah. So, those, classes, I think those, those classes do uh, a decent job <laughs> of weeding out the pretenders from the contenders, don't they? Yeah, that was definitely, I was definitely one of those. Okay. <laughs> Weeded out specimen. But so then what kind of happened was I went through a phase in college where I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I started taking a bunch of different classes and I took an education class and I took an English class um, within the same semester. And I'll never forget it because I think that education class was probably the most fun class I'd ever been in. And then my English class was the most like perfect fit of a class that I'd ever been in. And the professor actually, um, here's my plug to Dr. Gerling at Augustana. He um, 
took me aside one day and was like, well, Bailey, have you ever thought about majoring in English? Like, this is obviously your your strong suit. And I think I just needed someone to tell me that and to give me that confidence. And I was like, you know what? That is what I want to do. So I became an English major. And then after taking that education class, I just kind of knew that I wanted to be a teacher. And after my very first practicum, it was I mean, even more solidified. Like, I just knew all I wanted to do was be around students and around English and just try and give my best to the world, I guess. Yeah. Very cool. You went to mm-hmm. August, Augustana, right? Uh, yes. Go, go Vikings. Go Vikings. <laughs> Very cool. And uh, I think that is, that's one thing that, you know, you teach juniors and some seniors as well, I think. Uh I think they're so worried that they have to have things figured out before going to college. And that's just not, not the case and not everyone's story. Just like you said, it took you um, kind of learning what you didn't want to do before you learned what you did want to do. And I yeah. think that's just so important to be open-minded uh, when these kids, when these kids go to college, uh, they don't have to have mm-hmm. it figured out. You know, you, you had to find that journey. I didn't. I was a junior in college until I started uh, taking education classes. So that's just one thing I kind of preach: is you know, be open-minded. Once you go to college, um, whatever whatever is going to fit you will eventually find you. And uh, it sounds yeah. like that happened for you too. Yeah, no, definitely. And I I tell my students that like any any time the talk of college comes up, it's you know, do what you find best and do what makes you happy. Because if that's your career, like you're going to be doing it a lot. So you might as well love it. Absolutely. Simple Mm -hmm. advice, but uh, extremely important advice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're going to transition. Bailey, you've had an intro. This is your second year teaching. You've had, um, you know, one of the most unique experiences as far as coming into teaching when you did. Uh, the last couple months of school, uh, we went remote. This year is obviously much different than a, a new beginning. Uh, so just talk a little bit about your experience. Um, being a first-year teacher is an absolute juggling act. Um, how did you get through that um, with everything being a first-year teacher comes with, but then having to go remote? Just talk about that experience a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, just to touch on the fact of being a first-year teacher, I mean, I I think what really got me through was the fact that I love everybody that I work with and everybody in the English department, and this isn't just me, like, (laughs) trying to suck up or anything. I think it really, really helped that there was not one person who didn't have my back during my first year of teaching, and that meant so much to me because I... I I knew I had support and I knew that I had awesome people standing beside me um, in the hallways. And I think that really helped. And then also my family and friends, like just, just them being there really, really, really got me through my first year because I mean, even I, you would say like one day at a time. And I really took that to heart because your first year is literally one day at a time. Like there's no, (laughs) you're like, see all these veteran teachers who have their whole month planned out and you're like oh I have the next three days planned out like maybe tomorrow I have an idea like so I think definitely with first year that was it now with 
the remote and going remote part of things, I mean, I think it would be really naive of me to say that it was okay and it was fun because it definitely wasn't. I think I'm a little bit luckier in the aspect of uh, my education and my generation going online wasn't super hard for me because I understood everything that came with being online and I can interact with the apps and all of that fun jazz but I don't think I was ready to go from being with my students every day to waiting for emails from them or hoping that they would hop on the zoom or the google meet and that being my only form of communication or seeing if they turned in an online assignment. I think that was definitely really, really hard because I had gotten, I'd finally gotten into the rhythm of school and I was like, oh yeah, this first year thing, I'm kicking its butt. And then, and then with remote, it just kind of went, ugh, I don't know. I'm just glad that we're not doing that anymore, but it, it's sad because I don't feel like I ever got a first year of teaching. Right if that makes sense. So I feel very, uh, like there's a big loss there. And I see my kids from last year in the hallway and I feel like they should be walking into my class for second period or seventh period. Like I feel like they should be back in my class instead of a whole new class. So I think that's really weird too. There was no like conclusion. There was no finale of goodbye. Yeah, it's like uh... a... Like a, it's like a movie or TV show that just kind of randomly ends. You know, it's, yes. you know, there's no, uh, I don't know. There's kind of a climax in a way, but, uh, yeah, that, uh, that falling resolution and, uh, uh, yeah. falling action and resolution, I should say English terms. Uh, we, we really didn't <laughs> get, or we didn't, we got, but you know, they were obviously just terrible. Um, yeah. so yeah, very, very tough. Um, Uh on a, on a personal note, uh, just dealing with COVID, if you had to give advice to, um, teenagers, old people, anybody in between, what, uh, what piece of advice would you give for dealing with what we got going here in 2020? So I think, I mean, cause personally I was at home for a couple of weeks, um, just because of a close exposure, I was thankfully, really healthy through all of that and it didn't directly affect me other than me having to teach from home but I mean my biggest advice to anyone around that is just being kind and being gracious towards one another I think especially in this time and being like finding empathy and everything understanding that maybe it's not personally affecting you or maybe it's not hard for you, but the person sitting next to you, this could be like make or break life or death situation, or it could be, it could, they could have a family member that this is really hard for them, or they're really struggling, or they're having to have so much more responsibility now because of everything going on. And so, I mean, I just tell my kids over and over, just, just be kind and understand and listen to others because your experience isn't the only experience. So be there for everyone's experience, I guess. I like that. Um, your experience <laughs> is not the only experience. I like that. Is that a Miss Franzine quotation? Yeah, you can quote okay. me on it. Yeah, I like it. I like <laughs> it. Um, agree with everything you said. Uh, one thing I 
kind of bring up sometimes is, you know, every day, you know, we obviously work at the same building, but every single day, every staff member, every student, um, we all bring in some type of baggage, metaphorical yeah. baggage. Hopefully we're not bringing actual baggage, but, um, <laughs> but we, we all have this metaphorical baggage and, and some people it's, it's a very small piece of baggage. Some it's, it's so heavy. They can, they can barely drag it in, so to speak. And, um, uh-huh. just to have that empathy and to, uh, to quote you, to know that your experience is, is not the only experience I think is, is very fitting and, um, yeah, be kind. It's, it's so simple yet so profound. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Great advice. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and Bailey is going to talk about her magic moment. This is kind of the moment when um, things aren't going well and she kind of remembers this moment from her educational experience, her teaching experience that uh, helps her get through. So we will be back with that magic moment here. This is Wednesday with Wade. This magic moment. All right, we are back with Bailey. Bailey, your magic moment, that moment where no matter what's going on through your day, something you can either look at or just remember that uh, puts you in better spirits. Yeah, okay. So (laughs) in discussing COVID and kind of that remote learning and that first year of mine being I mean, a big chunk of it being online, I was, when we officially got the call, email, notification, whichever it may be, I mean, I don't even remember now, that we were not going back to school. I was so upset. I remember I was at my parents' house, and I just started crying, and my mom was like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't get to go back to school and see my kids. Like, I was a complete wreck. I was crying basically the whole day, and I was, I just was so upset that I didn't get to say that final goodbye to all these kids that had become, like, my kids, I guess. So, I was super, super upset. I had sent on the Google Classroom, I had sent a post saying something along the lines of, I'm going to miss seeing you guys every day, but I know we can get through this online learning. Um, I'm going to be here for you every step of the way. And like, just know that it, it breaks my heart that I can't see you, but I'm here with you every, every day, virtually anyways. Um, so once I had posted that, I received an email from a student and I actually have like printed out this it was it was a photo that they had like written over if you know what snapchat is that's what it was and they had like typed it out um and so i had saved it from this email and i have since printed it out and i have it with me all the time and i have it on my phone to always remind me um and it's just i mean i guess i could read it but (laughs) it's this really nice um note from a student that basically told me that I was not only um, an amazing teacher, I was an amazing role model, an amazing friend to have. And it was just so awesome to see that. And this, the fact that I had affected this student so much that they knew, even though I wasn't there with them, that I was there, they called me their hero teacher. 
and that I was there to be by their side every step of the way and stuff like that. So it's definitely, it's something that I, I read like any day I have a bad day, go back and read that. So That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume it was a female student. It was not actually. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. See, this is what everybody thinks, but okay. and and it and it was kind of unexpected. It was a student that okay. I and I think maybe that's why it it's even yep. more memorable to me is because it was a student that I I didn't know I had affected as much as they uh, informed okay. me that I had. So those, those those are very cool moments where. Yeah. You know, you you made a profound impact on somebody you really wouldn't have guessed. Um, that's why it's so important. And you know, I could I could be a lot better at this myself. Just anyone who's made a positive, profound impact, you know, letting that person know um, because yeah. like like the effect that it had on you, it can it can be something that not only makes your day um, that day you get it, but um, for many, many days and weeks and months and years from there on out. So, um, very cool. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. yeah magic. True magic. True magic moment <laughs> right there. That's what it's all about. You know, Justin, did you listen to the episode last week with Justin? Uh, of course. <laughs> and of course. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, his was, um, a letter of recommendation from his former principal and just, just hearing those positive words um, about about yourself uh, can can really make a huge difference. So, very yeah. cool. All right, we mm-hmm. are going to transition from a little magic moment to your Mount Rushmore. This is your four teachers. Uh, they can be real. They can be fictional, from a movie, TV show, uh, real people. Obviously, who are the four um, teachers that you believe? Uh, should be on the Mount Rushmore of teaching. Yeah. So do you want me to like list them and then go back and talk about them or just talk about them one by one? Uh, one by one is probably the okay. easiest way to do it. Okay. So in, I mean, in no particular order, I guess I, I definitely have to give a shout out to Miss um, Miner who is, um, well, was my one of my high school um, English teachers and also one of my theater directors back in high school. So I spent a lot of time um, with Miss Minor. And I think that I have to give her probably the highest credit. Um, well, she's tied with another teacher that I'll get to soon, but of why I became a teacher, why I chose English, why I they made me love reading and love literature and love other people's stories. But more than that, I think she showed me how to truly be a good person. Um, There's, I I swear there's not a bad bone in her body. And I think that was something that no matter if you came into school and you were having a bad day, she would just always treat you like you were the most like prized person there. And it, and it wasn't an individual thing. She, tra- she um, treated every single student like that. And we all knew it. We, we all knew that in her eyes, we were all special and we were all um, these smart young people. And so I think that in, in everything that I do, I try and emulate that. 
and her creativity because she was such a kooky and fun person to be around that okay. it makes me it makes me not shy to be my kooky self as well okay. i love it i love it <laughs> yep so miss minor for sure and then um mr callus is a, another um english teacher that i had both of them taught ap english um and then i also took separate classes from both when it wasn't directly english related um and mr callis was this big tall dude who has long hair and a beard and like just like you're honestly scared of him walking <laughs> into the class like you're afraid this man is gonna throw you out the window or something <laughs> like yeah. um but he was so incredibly intelligent and he pushed each and every student to do their absolute best and to really like think critically. And I mean, I owe so much to him. And I, even when I was going into college, one of my letters of recommendation was from him. And I think the most powerful thing was he didn't, he didn't put on a show for me. He didn't write anything that like, that said anything that was like, Oh, Bailey's just this awesome student. And she's the best of her class. It was nothing like that. It was, even if Bailey gave me a B-worthy piece of work, I knew that it was the best that she could give and that it was, like, her most intelligent thinking. And I think I, that just made me – it was stuff like that that made me so happy that I didn't have to be this perfect thing to be smart in his eyes or to be enough in his eyes. And I think that really showed me what great teaching is. Um because it's not, you don't have to be an A plus student to be a smart person or a fantastic student. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. So I have to give a shout out to him. Okay. Very cool. um, yeah, anytime I do any form of literature, I think of all of the critical analysis that he helped me learn and I try and emulate that with my students. So okay. have to give him a whole bunch of credit there. Then my third person on Mount Rushmore, um, and probably the like least monumental <laughs> would probably be Bill Nye, the science guy. I know yeah. Justin <laughs> mentioned him in the last in the last podcast, but it's hilarious because from elementary school to high school, I watched Bill Nye the Science Guy videos in my science classes, and I might not remember a single thing Bill Nye taught me, but I do remember the the intelligence and the just the plain, the outright fun that he would have in his episodes and the, the students in his episodes would have and how creative they would be in trying to give their lesson or give their teachings. And so I definitely want to emulate all of the energy and crazy that Bill Nye is. <laughs> Absolutely. Bill Nye for the, for the win again. Okay. Yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> but I can't, oh, Bill Nye, what a great, what a great time. But I think my fourth and probably closest to me is my grandma, um, my grandma Vera, who is my mom's mom, um, never was a teacher, but I know if she could go back in time, and I mean, she tells me, she has told me so many times that if she could go back in time and go through, finish high school and finish college and move on to a career side of life she has always said that she really wanted to be a teacher and if anything it was to bring kindness and bring love to those that don't have it 
And so I include her in my Mount Rushmore because I think if I think if my grandma would have gone back and been a teacher, I think she would have been a million times more than anything I will be. And so I just want to give her credit to that because I think just her passion for being kind to one another and loving anyone um, out there has just really moved through me and how I teach as well. So awesome grandmas grandmas are the best and they are <laughs> and uh you know the t- the the term teacher is is loose in the sense that you know every everyone is a teacher in some shape form or mm-hmm. fashion so you don't have to actually have the profession of teacher to be a teacher and uh and grandmas a lot of yep. times are the best teachers yeah truly shout out to grandmas everywhere <laughs> get it grandma grandma sounds like you saved the best for last okay yeah mount rushmore teaching so it sounds like you had some great great role models that that led you to just kind of how you want to be as a teacher that's that's so important yeah okay all right we are going to transition to the next we're gonna have a little fun with this one a little less serious this is bailey's come on man moment this is you know, a moment where a student has just done something so crazy, idiotic, dumb, um, that's been very memorable um, because of that fact. So, Bailey, what uh, what do you have for us? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, this may be a bonus or a minus, I'm not for sure, but because of my small amount of time, uh, teaching, I don't have yet <laughs> something that is super like, come on, man, what you do? Like, <laughs> not not anything specifically from my actual teaching days, but I couldn't help but chuckle and cackle and belly laugh to last week's episode with Justin when he was talking about how um, he had students that were a part of a fight club. Because, ironically enough, when I was student teaching, um, there was also a fight club at that school. <laughs> and what, and what grade, grade level was that? So this was sophomores. Sophomores, okay. Yes. So I can't remember if Justin's was also freshman. His was 7th and 8th graders. Oh, oh my god. Okay, so yeah. it was middle school. So yeah. I guess the boys never grew up. Um, (laughs) boys rarely do i'm i'm still struggling (laughs) at 31 here so yeah 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 um so the only difference so it was funny to me because justin was talking about how his fight club was like during school hours and they would like have all these meetings and go like to the bathroom and then a couple punches and be done (laughs) um this one was a little bit different because they had like a secret place to go um and so most of their fight clubbing was on the weekends um they would go to one student's house um and they had a barn and in the barn they had set up like a fighting ring um and then they had set up like cameras like they fully invested into this fight club and then they would they would stream the fight club like they would live stream it. <laughs> but only 
me to a select few, okay. which obviously didn't work out because it eventually came to light. But that. so were there was there a school punishment or because it was off grounds was it? How so did that, I'm how did that turn out? I am pretty sure there was like no school punishment. I I I'm pretty positive that the parents who actually owned the land that they were fighting on uh, <laughs> found out about it and put an end to it. Okay. Um, but I don't think there was any school. But how it's connected to school is all of these sophomore boys would show up on Monday, and unlike Justin's story, they did not care if they were punched in the face. Gotcha. Um, or somewhere visible, and so all of a sudden, just a string of sophomore boys would come to school with big shiners, and we were like, where'd you get that? Oh, I, I tripped and hit a door. Yeah. Or just, like, the worst possible excuse ever, and then it's just hilarious because they think they're being quiet in class, and they think their teachers aren't listening, but in reality, we all knew that... (laughs) They had just decided to fight each other on the weekends. I don't, I just, I don't get that. Like, what were they, they weren't, I assume they, like, weren't in sports and actively involved and they were just so So, bored. Like, what? So, no, actually, they were the, (laughs) I mean, they were pretty active in athletics. I just. I don't know if they had some pent-up aggression or I think the truth of it is I think they like wanted to do it for the clout like I think I think they wanted to be like top dog like oh yeah I gave that kid that kid and that kid a shiner or like Ugh. they punched me but I felt nothing like I'm a tough man you know what I, I you know what I expect to hear next is a fight club story and these were all kids in the same school Yes. So I'm su- I'm surprised it's not like a a citywide or multiple school <laughs> fight club where they have oh. where you represent represent your school at least like don't fight each other in your own school like I'm not promoting violence but oh I just I don't get it it just seems so it's it's come on yeah. man come on yeah. man I, come on man get come some on. hobbies go bowling. Go miniature yeah. golfing. Go, uh, read a book. Read, Don't yeah. spike. <laughs> These kids need something to do. All right. Yes. All right. That concludes. Do you have anything else? Sorry to. I didn't mean no, that. I think. Yeah. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Okay. All right. All right. So that concludes. Come on, man. Another fight club. Another uh, community of obviously very intelligent young men. <laughs> Uh, So we're going to take a break. This is Wednesday with Wade with Bailey, episode three. We will be right back. This is a shout out to all the gals, the guests and listeners of the show. Out of the infinite amount of things you could be doing with your time right now, you've decided to listen to this podcast. And I want you to know that really means a lot to me and I appreciate it. So thank you, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Young man, full of big plans and thinking about tomorrow. Young man, gonna make a stand, your big, steal your ball. 
you beg, you steal, you ball. All right, we are back with Bailey. This is episode three, Wednesday with Wade. Bailey, this next segment is called Beg, Steal, or Borrow. This is something that you have taken from someone. It might have been a teacher that you had or someone you work with, and you've tried to emulate that and bring it into your own classroom. What do you got? So, um, something that I do that I didn't even realize I did until I actually started teaching and then, um, students called me out on it, I guess, um, that I definitely got from a couple of my teachers, um, Miss Minor, who I had talked about previously, every single day that we came into class, she would always say aloha, um, us and every single day aloha as a greeting and aloha as we left the class and that was something that it was just a small little thing but it was just like saying good morning and goodbye or good afternoon and goodbye in her own fashion and then I had another teacher um in high school who every time we walked into class uh she would come into class after the bell rang she'd be out in the hallway and she'd come in shut the door behind her and go good and like the most loud annoying and half the kids either hated it or half of them looked forward to that moment um and so definitely something yeah definitely something that i've borrowed or stolen um is that greeting i greet every single student as they walk into the door i whether it's good morning whether it's good afternoon whether it's hey 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 whether it's hello hello um hello hello is kind of my thing i guess i say hello hello like (laughs) a ton as they (laughs) come into my class and then every time they leave i always say something along the lines of have a fantastic day or have a great rest of your day you only get one this one tuesday so make it your best tuesday or this one wednesday make it your best wednesday um and i and again i didn't even realize i was doing it until a few of my students last year had called me out on it and i was like oh my gosh you know that's something that stuck with me from my teachers that i guess i it was important enough that i just unconsciously started doing it as well there we go i like it i like it a lot i had a (laughs) that reminds me a little of a uh, college professor i had i'm blanking on her name right now she obviously wasn't that memorable um just, just <laughs> oh kidding. no just kidding no got it Miss, mrs bergolini um Ooh. great gal and just like you kind of she would always um say some type of farewell and it could have been as simple as you know have a have a great day guys and that was kind of rare um i didn't notice that from from other teachers or whatever and that always kind of stuck with me so that's kind of something i adopted and I kind of do, I always say something at the end. My idea at the beginning of the class, I just haven't haven't done this yet, haven't gotten a habit of it. I almost want every every period I teach, what I want is some type of intro music that I can come from the hallway and dance into the classroom as the students get up and applaud me as I come in to teach them, I think. I think that's that's what I want to ultimately happen. Teaching freshmen, I don't I don't know if I can get that buy-in. But oh. that's that's what I want to happen and I would enjoy teaching 
exponentially more if, <laughs> if that could happen. So I, I definitely think, I think you could pull off the dancing into class every day. I don't know if you can pull off them standing and applauding you. You know what? We deserve it. That should happen every class period, every teacher, whether they're great or they're bad, kids should get up and show some appreciation. That's, that's, yeah. that's kind of my dream, uh, dream opening of every, of every period, but. You know what? Wow, maybe you, maybe I, we need to get this going. I think you this, you definitely you you would definitely feel like a superstar if that's how right. every like single if day. If you want your teacher to do their best, get them get them hyped. I think yes. hype hype is a word kids are saying now, right? Ah, uh, yes. Get yes. them hyped. Get them ready to rock. Whatever kids are saying. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of my that's kind of my idea. I just haven't made happen yet. So. <laughs> well i wish you the best of luck Thanks. on that one yeah well you might maybe you'll hear it down the hall here eventually so. <laughs> i okay. can't wait all right so your uh your big steel borrow is is just a simple greeting and a simple farewell but um can make can make a lot of difference yeah okay all right i love it uh, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with the Thunder Round. And what that is, Bailey's students um, wrote down some questions for her, and we're going to ask her some of those, and she's going to give her answers. So we will be right back with the Thunder Round. episode three with bailey this is the thunder round again her students came up with these questions uh we're gonna ask them um they're supposed to be kind of quick in nature uh kind of like a lightning round but because they're not gonna be so quick we named it the thunder round instead here we go <laughs> question number one is uh what is something that makes you cringe oh uh styrofoam for sure. Any, okay. the sound, the feeling, anything. Styrofoam. Gotcha. I'm kind of with you there. Okay. All right. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Family Feud. All right. Next one. Uh, what's your favorite book? Oh, my gosh. That's hard. I think uh, very recently, the last book that I read was The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. And it was so awesome. I could not put it down. I read it during quarantine when I was tucked away in my apartment. Um, and I, I mean, I read it within like two days. I, I just couldn't stop. So that would probably be my number one right now. Yeah, awesome. What is the hardest part of teaching? Oof. Oh, God, that's a hard one. I think it's probably split between two things. I think the hardest part is when your kids are having a hard day. Like when you know one of your students is really struggling because all you want to do is help them, um, even though you have like 20 other kids in the class to deal with, like you really wish that you could just take them aside like an hour and just let them talk out whatever's going on. And in, I, in an ideal world, that would be awesome, but we don't have all the time in the day. So that would definitely be one of the hardest parts. The second hardest part for me is when I know a student has more potential than what they're giving me. Like when I know a student is 
really intelligent or has the capability of really giving a fantastic effort to their assignments or to their essay and then they give me something that's way under what I know they can do I think just that just that I know I you can do better but you don't think you can do better I think that's probably the hardest part because you just want the best for them and you want them to show their best side I guess okay. yeah, very good all right mm -hmm. ne next one I'm interested to see what you have for this one do you have <laughs> Uh, do you have an idea on how to make school feel like it was before COVID? Oh, um, I think just still doing all the stuff that you want to do and even more amplifying that by like 10,000. Like I think still do the fun lessons. Don't, don't put the fun lessons on hold because you think that it might not work. Okay, if it doesn't work, find a different way to make it fun. Find like a different way to make every day a positive experience because you only get them for 50 minutes a day. Um, so try and make it like their best 50 minutes. And I mean, that that's coming from a very naive, fresh little button of a teacher, so. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it, yeah, make, make the most. And take risks yeah. is what it sounds like yes. you're saying. Okay. All right. Next one. Dream place to travel. Ooh. Um, so all my students know that like one of my top things ever to do is travel. And we talked about that a lot on the first day. So I'm sure they're trying to dig in there. Um, I think a place I have absolutely always wanted to go is Australia and specifically so I can dive with sharks. So, <laughs> like that Great Barrier Reef aspect of things. So, I would say Australia. Australia. We're just going to go with that. <laughs> right. You are gutsy at sharks. I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Okay. Uh, next one. What do you wish you knew as a high school student? Oh, I wish I knew um, how much other people's opinions didn't matter. Like, I wish that if I could go back in high school, I wish I could tell myself that it doesn't matter if Susie down the street thinks that you're annoying or Bobby to the next to you thinks you're pretty or not. Like none of that matters as long as you have that like love for yourself and that confidence in yourself, okay. I would say. Okay. Very good. Uh, have you ever been pulled over by the cops and why? Yes, I have. Um, multiple times actually because I am a notorious speeder um I cannot help myself I am always driving way faster than I need to it is a bad habit of mine lead foot but I've been pulled over multiple times and given multiple tickets because of that <laughs> all right all right slow down that's why this is the thunder round not the lightning round we gotta slow down all right <laughs> Right. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, what makes you happy? Um. Oh, gosh. Tons of things make me happy. I don't, I mean, a sunny day, swimming, uh, petting my cat, being with my <laughs> friends, <laughs> eating food, <laughs> seeing yep. someone else smile. <laughs> no. yeah, it's good. It's a good list. All right, this yeah. one, uh, this one I really liked. This might have been my favorite one. Oh. I have all the questions. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would be on it and why? 
Ooh, that is so cool. I want to find out who wrote, who sent that question. I'm going to tell them they did a great job. Um, gosh, that would be hard. I think, I think my billboard would definitely be something about like being kind or being compassionate or loving yourself. So, I mean, I'd want it to be super bright and super bold and just like your eyes are immediately drawn to it, but I want it to be all about like respecting yourself and respecting others, I guess is what I would say. Oh, very good. Uh, what's the one thing you would change about Washington High School? Ooh. Or, I'm going to get fucked for or, this question. Or adapt or <laughs> no place, no place or person is perfect. No, definitely not. Um, I think something that I really hope to see Washington grow with and mold is becoming even more diverse and more inclusive um, all around. I mean, we already have an incredibly diverse student body, but are we really teaching to a diverse student body and are we really being inclusive to this diverse student body and I mean I hope I, and I think this is a default of living in um the midwest but I look back on my on all of my teachers and I had one teacher from elementary school to all the way through college that was a minority that was not a caucasian male or female and I think that's super powerful and the fact that I can't imagine being someone who goes through that and doesn't see a teacher like them or doesn't hear a perspective of someone like them that goes through similar cultural experiences or similar social experiences. So as much as we like to pride ourselves on being a very, very diverse school, I hope that we can just even strengthen that even more and grow with it even more. Yep. Very good. Uh, next mm -hmm. one, what would you be if you were not a teacher? Oh, easy. I would be a um, marine biologist for sure. If I would have stuck my guns to the science world, I would definitely be some type of person that is dealing with animals or marine life specifically. Um, and I'd probably, I'd probably be one of those people that you see on Shark Week who like study sharks and sharks only and... <laughs> I'd probably have like one leg because my other leg was bitten off or I don't know. Uh, it'd be fun. It'd be cool. <laughs> you'd be even shorter. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, for those uh, watching, he said, or watching, for those listening, he says that because I am five foot. But guess what? I'm a fierce five foot. There you go. Let's give any crap. <laughs> last, last one here. You can only watch one Disney movie ever again. Which one is it? Oh my gosh, that's oh, that's really hard. It's it's definitely between Mulan and Coco. I don't know if I can give a first <sighs> Mulan because she was such a strong, independent, and like bad A character, but also Coco for like the family and culture aspect man and he's so cute god this is oh that's just that's rough i don't i think if i think if someone like held like a 
like a knife to my neck and made me decide I would probably have to say Mulan. Mulan. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry, that was such a struggle. I was hoping that would be it was. A, a fun one. It tore me. Okay. All right. That concludes the Thunder Round. You made it well done. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to listen to Bailey and her one big thing. That is the one thing she wants her students to remember from her and to put into action in their own life. So we will be right back. This is Wednesday with Wade. Okay. One big thing. All right, we are back. Wednesday with Wade, episode three with Bailey. This is time for her one big thing, the absolute one most important thing she wants her students to learn from her. Bailey, what is your one big thing? So I thought long and hard on that. Um, one, what should be a simple question, and I think – it comes down to the fact that I, just like everything I've been saying, every teacher, every person that's been important to me, I think the one big thing I want my students to see in me and reflect in their everyday life is be kind and be compassionate, be respectful. Um, we, we talked about that your experience is not the only experience. And I, I just hope that if they take anything away from me, it's that idea that you you should treat every single person you see with the utmost respect until proven otherwise. There should, I mean, it's life is too short to be mean and to be cruel and to spread any of that and to spread any of that hate. And so I hope that through how I behave and through how I speak and through how I teach, that is the one thing is to just be kind and be spread love to others, I guess. I love it. It's, it's simple and profound. Like I said earlier, I'm actually, we're not together, but I'm wearing my go be kind shirt. Aww. So, so yeah, stems, uh, meant to be. stems from your one big thing. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Be kind, be compassionate. Your experience is not the only experience. Okay. All right. Thanks for that, Bailey. We're going to take one last quick break here. We're going to come back. Bailey is going to give her expert opinion, analysis maybe, of uh, Monday Night Football. That's going to be Chiefs and Ravens. So we will be back with Bailey's pick. This is Wednesday with Wade. Here we are, Monday Night Football pick. Bailey, you've got the Chiefs at the Ravens now. I don't know for sure because of COVID and everything going on. Um, every team kind of has a different policy on fans. Um, I don't know what the Ravens, if the Ravens allow any fans or some fans or anything like that. Uh, just a quick couple things. Um, again, it's at, it's in Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens are favored by three and a half points. So Vegas thinks they are going to win by roughly three and a half points. So the Ravens are the favorites. Um, just to give you that tidbit, I'm going to let you mm-hmm. um, give the listeners 
your take on who's going to win Chiefs <laughs> at the Ravens. Uh, last week, Justin picked the Saints. They fell to the Raiders, so our um, guests are now 2-1 and one on our picks. And then hopefully you can make it 3-1. and one. So, Bailey, what do you think? Chiefs at the <laughs> Ravens. So I think everyone expects me to not know anything about football, but joke's on you guys. <laughs> I do know some things. Not a lot, but I do know some things. And, the, I mean, I was just telling you that, I mean, I know that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, and so I know that they, like, the the fans really, really want them to, like, come back better than ever. Um, and I know that they have the most, like, worshipped love child of all of the NFL. They've got Patrick Mahomes um, <laughs> as their just sweet little baby boy. Um, yeah, he's, and so, uh, is he about your age? A little older. I mean, well, I, I think he'd be a little bit older because, well, I mean, I don't, how old is, is he like 25, 26? Yeah, he's got to be mid, mid-20s at the most. So we're we're probably pretty close, um, in age definitely. I mean, listen, I would I would date him. He's kind of cute. Um, <laughs> I think he. Sorry to my boyfriend. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> I think he. I know he's in a committed relationship. Uh, he might be engaged or married. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think he is engaged or yeah. married. <laughs> All right. But, too but little too no, late. Um. So I know that they. I know that aspect of the Chiefs, and then I know that the Ravens have um, Lamar Jackson as their quarterback, who is another, like, love child of the NFL. He was, so, he was the MVP, the most valuable player last year. So Yep, yep. Also yep. very and good. I, I, both of them, both Mahomes and uh, Jackson have been MVP, haven't they? Uh, Mah- yeah, Mahomes was the year before, I believe. Actually, yeah. I don't know. That so, like, Mahomes was a Super Bowl MVP. I can't remember if he uh, was MVP the year before. But. I mean, listen, this is these are NFL. It's their love babies. It's their love childs. They love them so much. They just want success. But I think I'm going to put in, I know that the Ravens are favored, but I personally want the Chiefs to win <laughs> so badly not just because Patrick Mahomes is a cutie but because um I think with the utter um disappointment that is the Minnesota Vikings um <laughs> sorry sorry dad I have to say it. Well, I'm a Vikings um, fan too um, <laughs> they're, they're awful so far yeah um so because of that I think the next closest team that I can give the most love and respect for is Kansas City, okay. and I've been to a, a Chiefs game before, okay. and I've seen what they do. And so because of that, my pick is the Kansas okay. City Chiefs. So you're, <laughs> so you're going, you're going hearts, purely hearts on this pick? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. Right. And, and I believe. I that's, believe. That's fair. It should be, it should be a fun game. Uh, they should – on paper, be the two best teams in the AFC. So this could be a preview of a game to come, maybe in January. So it should be a really good game. Uh, Bailey's pick is the Chiefs. So we will see if that comes to happen Monday night. All right, Bailey, I appreciate your time. This is this has been fun. 
Uh, yes. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time and everything you brought uh, to this episode. Yeah, thank you so much, Wade. I really love being on it. Awesome. Okay. All right. Thanks again, Bailey. This thank you to the listeners for being here. This was Wednesday with Wade, episode three. Happy Wednesday. Take care, everybody, and good night. <laughs>